What's up, All About Like You? It's your co-hosts, Eileen and Esther. We're good friends who don't have much in common. Except our plans to have more fuck yes moments in our lives. Let's do this, boo. Yeah. Good morning, Esther. Hi. How are you? I'm a little dysregulated today. I know. Actually, you just said that before we hit record. <laughs> and I was like, you should have waited because I don't even know what that means. That sounds like something the nursery teacher would tell me about a child and I would need more information. Like, say more. So so then I said hit record because I was like, well, if we're going to have this conversation, it is perfect. I'm not like you conversation. So here we are actually having it live. So it's basically a reference to your nervous system. And when your energy is dysregulated, I, I feel sort of like off or very like anxious isn't the right word, but I, like I'm using hand gestures, like a very sort of like dysregulated, like you, you can think about how the word dysregulated might apply to your nervous system. Dysregulated. Um, it's actually, it's funny because, well, I feel like you were going to say something. I was just going to say like, that's not how I describe myself. I've never used this word, <laughs> but like, maybe you've taught me other words that just somehow speak <laughs> into my mind, like the word bop. I never use bop. And now I'm <laughs> bopping everywhere. Yeah, bop. You got to bop. You got to have a little bop. Now I have to say dysregulated. That sounds like you're having a problem going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, this is it's right. It, okay. Fair. I mean, that's a, that's very fair. And I guess, I think that's irregular. Not I don't dis- know, but, but, but just, know, just know, this is too complicated. You're feeling a little like stressed today. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give an example, but I feel like we're, you're ready to move on. So that's fine. Uh, I'm ready to move on. I have better updates for us. <laughs> you, I know you do have some updates. So like okay. we haven't recorded in a little, a little while. So like right. there's some things. Update number one per our Instagram. I went to Aloe and I'm wearing one of my <laughs> new athleisure pieces today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What is the, what is the oh, fit? Is it like a little crop number? Like or a like, little like, um, oh, you know, sexy. I don't know. That that didn't really show you anything other than my boobs. So maybe not, <laughs> that wasn't like a helpful. <laughs> also, this is a podcast, so I'm not describing anything well either. Um, but I'm wearing. She's dysregulated. <laughs> I'm dysregulated. Start again. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Um, so I'm wearing a new piece from Aloe, so update cute. number one. Okay. Update number two. We did an episode on Ozempic. You and I have talked a lot about Ozempic. And of course, because I can't help but be a TikTok loser who just follows all the trends, Eileen thinks that she sent me a video that I wasn't aware of. Like Eileen shares a video with me <laughs> as if it was going to be- You didn't tell me this. As if it was going to be informative. Like she's telling me about a trend. Like, <laughs> yeah, girl. Okay. I tell you about the trends. I was like, that's, that's true. I appreciate it because it was yeah, reinforcing. And I was like, all right, maybe this is what it is. All the kids are saying there is a supplement called, oh no, what's it called? Bra- uh, I just ordered it. Ha <laughs> There's a supplement that the kids are ordering um, that they're saying is the natural replacement for Ozempic. So I ordered it. It is called Berberine. Mm-hmm. And I followed a bunch of influencers who are all point- pointing us to the brand Thorn. And again, I, I use Thorn. That's one of my supplement brands. I'm not a doctor, so no one should take this and then blame Eileen and I. 
but they're <laughs> saying Thorin Berberine 1000 milligrams. I have no idea what it does, what it does to you, what it's supposed to do, but fuck it. I'll try it. I'll get back to everyone. <laughs> well, yes, you will, because I think that that will be very interesting for our audience. I can tell you, I know Thorin is a reputable brand because that's a lot of the supplements that I use. And I also did one uh, further for you and reached out to my naturopath and asked him yeah. his uh, feelings on this matter. So I haven't heard back from him yet, but we'll okay, report, report back. Report back. But I think it's supposed to like suppress your appetite. So I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to report back. Okay. All right. So that's two updates. Anything else? Oh, you want a good one? <laughs> <laughs> She's waiting. Okay. Eileen gave me a challenge. The challenge was that I had to get a therapist by December. I'm not saying I got a therapist because I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not sure I'm keeping this therapist, but I have gone to a therapist. Two therapists, two therapy appointments, Two appointments. Right? By the time this, you know, airs, it could be like three, four, five. I don't know. That's true. Good point. Um, and, you know, more to come on that. Challenge yes. accepted. I don't like. You know, and well, we all I'll know lose, that you, baby. yeah, we all know that you don't like to lose. So I knew that the minute I challenged you that you had no choice. So that was basically, you were set up. <laughs> I was set up, but what I will also say, and I've said this before, and this is not like a counter therapy episode, but, <laughs> but it's not like she tells me anything that I didn't know already. So again, we're going to try out some other people. I found it super enlightening and like very self-reflective, even in two I was just about to say episodes, like I'm on my own. <laughs> even in two episodes, the life of Esther. <laughs> even in two sessions, I've I've called my best friend multiple times already, and been like, "Whoa, I have something to ask you." And so that's interesting. Yeah, it's been very interesting. So we'll follow up on that too with my Berberine updates. Yes, and my aloe clothing. So making life changes here. Lots going on on Long Island. Lots going on in Long Island. But on that note, we are here to talk about life changes in general because we're going to talk about today how we were in our <laughs> 20s, 30s, and 40s, right? Is that well, what we're doing? What we were like, yeah. And and this came up actually with a friend um, I was having coffee with yesterday. I just turned 41. I'm not like oh, you girl. on Sunday. And 41 was a lot easier than 40. I will fucking tell you that because I oh, feel I like- I don't think that at all. So interesting. Mm. Okay. Well, we should take a minute on that because I do think that is interesting. But before we do, I'll just finish my thought. The friend and I were talking and she's younger in her 20s. And she was like, it's so interesting for me to think about what you were like in your 20s and like in your 30s. Because I think like I- I'm surrounded, as I've talked about before, um, with a lot of incredibly brilliant young women in their late 20s and early 30s who have said to me, like, you know, they find my life aspirational in ways. Um, and so they they want to know what my 20s and 30s were like. And I always tell them that I wasn't anything like them uh, in my younger years. But obviously, we'll talk more about that. But OK, so let's go backwards. So you thought 41 was harder than 40. Yeah, because 41 means you're in your 40s. Yeah. It's gross. Okay. I I agree with you. Oh, well, I don't agree with you on the gross part. I think that like now I've had so much time to get used to the idea of being in my 40s that now I'm like, I'm finally here. Like, okay, like let's fucking do this and like see what this has got for me. All right. We'll give you a few weeks and then we'll, yeah. we'll, come, we'll circle back on how you're feeling in at, at the ripe old age of 41. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I really like, I've, I felt like I was going to have a moment about it. 
And I had no kind of moment. Like I was living my best life. I was also in Malibu. I feel like if you have to have your birthday anywhere, having it in Malibu is like fire. So maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe it was the Pacific Ocean breeze that really lulled me into a false sense of security around being 41. But Although your shirt does say New York or nowhere. It, it doesn't does. say Malibu or nowhere. So That's true. But I think that both are true. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible, but true. Um, all right. Well, let's get into our topic. So what we were like in our 20s, 30s, and 40s. I'll, um, I'll maybe toss the question to you first. Maybe we'll go decade by decade. Esther, what were you like in your 20s? <laughs> I mean, my answer is not going to be any fun. So I don't I think you should start with yours. Um, what was I like in my 20s? Um, I was getting married in my 20s. Because you got married when you were how old? Remind us. I was 25. So I've been dating oh, okay. my husband since I was 20. Mm-hmm. So in my 20s, I was like already in a serious relationship and engaged at 24 and married at 25. Mm. So there is no 20s to speak of. Like there's no raging like 20s moments. Uh, And also a good reminder, because we've talked about this a few times, I grew up in a very orthodox home. So, uh, So my 20s were really about like escaping my home. Mm. I really wanted to get out of there. Um, not so fun. And I got my first job, obviously. We all got our first job in our 20s. Mm. And I was very, very, very um, focused on building mm. a career in my 20s. So probably mm-hmm. the opposite of what most people would say. Like I was focused on like building a future life because I didn't want the one that I had. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I got to get, I got to get wiped up. <laughs> I got to get out of here. I got to get out of this house. I got to yeah. find myself a job. I have to start making money and I have to like completely rebuild my own life. So it wasn't like a fun 20s. Mm. I was very, I guess, responsible in my 20s. Did you have any fun? Like there was literally no fun whatsoever. It was just responsibility. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, when do you graduate college? 21 usually. Yeah. So college wasn't fun. I went to city school. My first year of college was fun. I, I went away. Well, I went to seminary, which is like going to nun school. So I don't know if we describe that as fun, but I had a good time. It was like the only time I ever left my parents' house before I got married. And then of course, Nitsan and I had like fun going to dinner and moving to the city and like building our own life. But again, like you're talking about being in your twenties, beginning to build your marital yeah. home. I was picking out China. <laughs> like I was planning my wedding. So it's just a very different twenties than I think most people would experience. And to me having like not been living in a life that I wanted and knowing that at a very young age, like I had to build a whole life. Mm. So when I talk so much about mentorship, like my twenties were really about like absorbing the people around me. It's when I met Renee, Mm. who was this big influence in my life. And she became like a mother figure to me. And like, I really just wanted to learn how to get out of here. I was like learning Mm -hmm. how to build something new. It was not your traditional twenties. So I'm going to send it back to you for more fun vibes. (laughs) What were you like in your 20s? Because I imagine it's going to be like laying on the ground with like Guinness pouring out. 
Enter Eileen for our traditional 20s story. Don't worry, I won't let you down. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think there were some similarities in the building a career, um, but no other similarities. I definitely was like, it's funny to look back on and, and thinking about this episode today and kind of like orienting my thoughts around what that time was like for me. So I started moving around. And for those of you who know me, I've lived in a lot of different places. And for those of you who don't, sorry, the other way around, <laughs> those of you who don't know me, I've lived in a lot of places. So when I first graduated from school, I moved to Dallas. I wanted to get a marketing job because I thought it sounded cool to work in marketing. You are a great copywriter. <laughs> Why, thank you. You're hired. I'm hired. Uh, the skills soon to be <laughs> obsolete, but yes. Um, but I definitely developed my interest in travel and living in different places. I think similar to you growing up in Connecticut, going to school in Connecticut, like all of a sudden the world seemed quite big to me. And I was dating an Englishman, um, who had, who gave me this global perspective. And so I think we definitely lived it up and lived in Dallas and lived in London and lived in, um, New York for a long time. Loved the New York air of my life. But I think that um, I was like the, my focus on career was also very like, this is the path that I need to follow if I want to be successful. And it looks like this. And it was very male dominated as well. And so when I think about like some of the stuff that really stands out in my career for like that period of time, it was like suits. Like I wore a suit to work. What the actual fuck? What? Like showing up at the office five days a week at 7.30 in the morning. Like, like wow. what? Um, but I definitely had a very like specific idea of – it was like my first exposure to like wealth and being able to create my own wealth and actually like realizing I could make money and not only like make money, but I could make good money in sales. I always thought you kind of had to be like a finance bro and like I, I'm terrible with – math, like something we do have in common. Um, but I think that's when I like started to realize, oh shit, like I really can design my own life and live in New York and like have this career and like become a, you know, CEO or whatever it is. And that had like literally never dawned on me prior to that. Um, and the only other thing I would say is like, also a lot of my friends were in like very traditional relationships and wanted to get married, like mid twenties and start having kids. Um, and I was like, fuck that. Like, I didn't know if I wanted to get married. I didn't know if I wanted to have kids. Like that wasn't interesting to me at all. So that didn't really start to enter my life until my thirties. But I would say that was the, uh, there was no Guinness on the floor, but there was a lot of Guinness. I was a deaf, I was a serious, I mean, I can still party, but I was a serious party girl then. I mean, you can party. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that has changed since you're I've taught you everything you know. (laughs) You really have. There's like a few people. So I was telling my friend, Lena, that we were doing this topic today. And she was like, well, are you going to say how you've turned into a total juvenile in your 40s? Oh, that's so funny. I guess I am. And I have a handful of people to thank for that behavior, including (laughs) Eileen, who (laughs) we'll get to that when when we get to our 40s. But Eileen, well, that's so sad. We learned that behavior in our 30s. It's not like we just you know, figure that out now. But Eileen did train me on how to be a better drinker 
And here we are. So she she, <laughs> she gets credit. It's going okay. in a very odd direction. <laughs> <laughs> what were you like in your 30s? Oh, we know. So let's go back oh, to what? you because I feel like we got to kind of like go back and forth. I just told oh, my story. Okay. What was I like in my 30s? Well, in my 30s, I had my kids, mm. um, which is this, this is really Lena's point is like I spent my 20s and my 30s doing things that like are very serious. And I know lots of people mm. have kids and get married in their 20s and 30s, but my 20s and 30s, the entire 20 years of those time period are very serious. Like, um, and I don't actually think I started to think about what I wanted the rest of my life to even look like until I was probably in my late 30s. So 30s for me was like coming into who I was going to be as an adult. You know, you've just pieced together your whole life. Like you, for some of us, we got married, we have children, you buy a house, you find where you're going to live unless you're Eileen and you move every two years. Like, <laughs> Most people find where they're going to be, right? You get your first car lease. There's all these things where you like really start to feel like you're making these big financial decisions and you have big responsibilities in your yeah. 30s. Um, so, but I will also say that in my 30s, I, I that we've, we've talked a lot about plastic surgery. In my 30s, I started getting plastic surgery. I really started to like become who I am as a human, like the person who I wanted to be. Oh, I love so that. So I started to like make a lot of really deci big decisions about like what I wanted my fashion style to look like, hmm. what I wanted my hair to look like. I know that's such a stupid thing, but at some point, like we've talked about having a uniform. Mm -hmm. I would say in my 30s, I pick my uniform. Mm -hmm. I pick what my hair looks like in my 30s, like what it's going to look like every day. For those of you that you don't know, because you'll never see, my hair is actually really curly. Bet you didn't know that. It's <laughs> not what I decided in my 30s. Um, I just made a decision about what I wanted fun to look like in my 30s and a plan for how to get it. I don't know. I feel like my answers are so lame and boring. Give us better ones. I don't think that. No, I, I was actually just listening and thinking like, I feel like you were much more thoughtful about how you wanted your decades to go, right? Like you were more. No, you, because you I think, I think the ends of thirties, the beginning of forties for me, which is why Lena made that comment is utter chaos. Now I've decided that I have missed out on something <laughs> and this goes back and we've talked about doing like an episode on like living in extremism, which yeah. we will do. Cause I think it's important. I've decided that I have missed out on something that other people got to do. And it burns me. Yeah. Like it makes me feel like I have to chase something. And that's mm. not to say that I'm like going to a club every Saturday. I don't even know where clubs are. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't even know where we would find the clubs. New York or nowhere. <laughs> New York or nowhere, baby. Um, but I am definitely now in my 40s because I'm turning 42. So I got two. I got one year on you. Um, I'm definitely not reckless. Like that's not the right word but I'm looking for something that I didn't have. So mm. I'm looking for like long nights out. I'm looking for things that like make me laugh in a way that I like don't imagine a grown ass woman to behave, <laughs> which is why Lita's like, are you going to tell everyone that you're a juvenile? I am. I have reverted. <laughs> I am turning into, I, I'm going to be a 20 year old in my head and you know, maybe that's unfortunate for my children <laughs> or my husband, but I, it's taking a turn because I feel that I've missed out on something. 
Well, I don't think you should sell yourself short because you are a very good mom and a good wife. Um, but I, I think that this is very funny because like now I feel like we go to dinner and if I don't like drink as much wine as you, you're like, <laughs> I think it's like the best thing that's ever happened. We have video of us one night. Well, this has only happened two times because it's a big fucking deal. Okay. I, for me to out drink Eileen. I don't You're going to make me sound like an alcoholic. I'm sorry. Own your, own your shit, girl. Own your shit. I own my shit on these podcasts all the time. Fair you enough. own it. Okay. One time I went to visit Eileen in Austin and somehow I was one drink ahead of her the whole night. And this night went on. This was not it a, was like a afternoon. slow night. Yeah, this was an afternoon to an evening. This was like morning. 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. Okay. Yeah, and I was so proud of myself yeah. that there was like, I was going to get a prize. And we just kept texting all of our friends and being like, Esther's winning. <laughs> but it was like pictures of me with my head on the table, like one second away from death. <laughs> the other time, where were we in LA? We went on a trip to LA. It was so early on in the night and I had one more glass of wine than Eileen and I was like, game on. <laughs> it's a contest. <laughs> it's a contest I know I can't win because one of us will go to the hospital and it is not Eileen. <laughs> but I'm going to try. Well, and sadly, I mean, it's just because like I have had this career for, I have not missed out on anything. I'm, I'm, I have I have doubled down the hardest you could possibly double down for better or worse. And it's actually funny because now we kind of talked a little bit about it on our dry January episode. I've like had this whole moment of wanting to reconsider my relationship with alcohol just because I feel like I've had this. And look, I wasn't like on benders for days, like disappearing, but like, again, like could hang out in the bars late night and keep up with whoever I need to keep up with. Well, leave it at that. But um, now I feel like I'm on the other side where I'm like wanting less substance, wanting more stillness, wanting less craziness and kind of more calm. So it's funny how I'm not like you. <laughs> I also think like for most people, and maybe you and I are, are similar in this way, for most people, your 20s are about just like being stupid, right? But when you spend your 20s, trying to build something for yeah. yourself um, and you, you work so hard. Like I remember my first job, I was working in a magazine and it was like straight up out of a movie. Like yeah. the things I was asked to do was so crazy. And I worked so hard because all I wanted to do was for people to think I was like the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah. And you know, as you get older and as you get further into your career, you realize that that doesn't, that gets you in a different place in your 20s than it does when you're older. You know, like for you to work a million hours a day, for you to work every weekend, you start to learn that like that's not the best way to function as as a person. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't actually get you there, – there is no prize for that. Yeah. It's just – a punishment because you miss out on things around you and in life and with your family and with your friends. And as you get older, you decide what you're going to prioritize. And obviously work and a career is important. You've spent all these decades trying to build it, but then you start to make space for other things yeah. in your life like this, right? Like mm -hmm. your, your yoga classes, your meditation classes, I'll just say my reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> you start to carve out time for things other than work. Yeah. And that's all that matters to you when you're starting. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's absolutely right. Like one of the best things, cause you know, I can't go a full episode without quoting my therapist. One of the best things that she taught me and I think was probably the greatest mark of my thirties. I mean, kind of similar to you. Like I got married when I was 30. I had Grace and my son when I was 36, no 37. Um, so that was very defining for me. Um, but I also think I finally let go of the idea of like trying to build my life for someone else's vision or a version of myself that I, that somebody else wanted me to be. And that gave me like that, like pat on the back. Good job. You're worthy. Like all of these things. And I, I would say that in my late thirties, that was definitely when I had that discovery. Um, I, there's like a funny quote in a song that whenever I hear it, it always makes me laugh. And it made me think of like the transition from thirties to forties for me, because now I'm like, like you said, like we have this, we have like so much richness and diversity in our lives that now like who the fuck knows what's going to happen. Like it's all about the journey. It's not remotely about the destination. Well, it is about the destination, right? And like the legacy and those sorts of things. But like as the secondary, as opposed to the primary, I think. Um, but there's a song called, I, you know, I love music. There's a song called um, Rose Pink Cadillac by Dope Lemon for anybody who's a Dope Lemon fan. Um, and they say, the lyric says, life's a long ass journey with some fool that wrote the map. Everyone's digging for the treasure and no one knows where it's at. And that just sort of made me think of like the transition from thirties to forties where it's like, you're always searching for something like whether it's the title or the promotion or the raise or the new house or the whatever. And like, you can waste a lot of fucking time just being unsatisfied with what you have. I mean, that's, that's a great point. And that's something that I, I still think about today. Like I always want, I mean, I, I think you, you always want something you don't have as well. I I think about that a lot. The other thing I would say is like my twenties and my thirties, I would say my twenties and half of my thirties, I've spent a lot, and we've talked so much about this, just like in our friendship, so much time just listening to the rules. I'm such a rule follower. Mm. If someone tells me what I have to do, I'm like, yes, ma'am. What time? Where do I have to go? And I would say this past few years, I, I, and maybe this goes back to my like uh, juvenile (laughs) ways, I'm behaving more like a, you know, when your kids are like, why, 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 why? I want to know why I have to do something. I think that's totally fair though. Like it goes back to the idea of should, like that episode we did on the word should. Like if you just do it because you should, who are you living for? Yourself, the version of yourself you want to be or the version of yourself you think you should be. (laughs) It's a big difference. And I think a lot of times like when we end up in this sort of very conventional path, we're following the should be as opposed to the want to be. And I, I get that there are circumstances and realities and all the things, but like, I also think that there's a lot of excuses that come with that. And like, I would disagree with you. Like there are things that I always want a thousand percent, but what I'm really focused on in this phase of my life more than anything is making sure that that's not disruptive to my happiness and my peace. Right? Like I'm not, I like, I love designer clothes more than any, anyone or as much as anyone I should say. And like, I would have defined like this house or this, like anything that I would have as like, once I have this, then I'll be happy. Right. And now I think it's a very, like my, my, my grounded 
41 uh, year old self is like, you can, you can want that, but you could want it without it disturbing your peace and your happiness, which comes purely from within and from all these other places that do not include like the Bottega Veneta sunglasses that I really want right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what would be your, your best advice to someone in their twenties, thirties and forties listening to us? Oh, for each decade or just like yeah, generally? for each decade. Well, I don't know about each decade because I feel like that's a little bit, I don't know. No, so easy. I got it. Okay, you got I think the 20s should be about having fun. I actually, I've told my, my kids, even though they're way too young to even understand anything I'm saying, that I feel like it should be illegal to get married in your 20s. Like, I'm dead serious. <laughs> Why are there laws about, like, everything you can do? Like, you can't have alcohol. You can't do this. can't do that. But you could get married. But I feel like, like marriage is going to be passe by the time our kids get older. <laughs> that's true. Eileen and I have talked so much about, like, what we see all of the kids doing on their podcast. And it's all about, like, situationships. No monogamy. Right. Bye. <laughs> Did we not get the memo? That's <laughs> When do they when do they make this thing a law? But I don't think you should be allowed to get married in your twenties. I think that that should be like a firm rule. You are not a person yet. You you are not a person. That's, you are and some true. and sometimes it works. Like I'm very lucky because I'm blessed with a with a angel of a husband. But like <laughs> you can't always know who you are going to be best partnered with in your twenties. So to me, my best advice is like just live your fucking 20s. Just like enjoy that moment. It's not coming back. And you are meant to make mistakes then and have fun and be stupid. And then I would say your 30s should be about the seriousness. That should be about like grounding yourself if you want to be married or God knows by the time this podcast airs, that <laughs> won't even be like an option. Like he's dead. Um, like even the cut had that as an article. But in your 30s that... That should be about if you want if you want a partner, finding a digging in on a life partner, really establishing yourself, establishing yourself in your career. Where do you want to live? Not forever, but for now, like starting to set some framework, some groundwork for the life you want to build around that. And then for your forties, I, I I think there is some beauty to the way I'm doing it. I think you question everything. You don't have to do anything anyone tells you. You have got your own cash. <laughs> you got your own life got your own set of wheels. You decide where you're going. Ask why you're going there and go wherever the fuck you want to go. Okay. I like it. I think the reason that I am struggling with doing it by decades is because I think that the philosophy that I would advise could be like transcending any decade, which is like live the surrender life, which is like, don't decide how it's going to look until you get there, until it shows up for you and then go for it. Like, I think we spend all this time trying to plan our lives and design our lives, that that's where we miss out on actually living our lives. So live as if like you have all the opportunity, you have all the possibility, you have all the potential and let every day show up for you and be its own adventure. Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm on that know. note, I'm 20, 20s, 30s or 40s, we hope you're thinking through um, the choices you make and how to get into endless moments of fuck yes. Um, and until next week, I'm not like you. Bye, Eileen. Peace.